Two men pushed out of law enforcement talk about their journey through life. Ready to look behind the curtain of law enforcement? These guys aren't holding back. Mike is joined by Jim. Both are Gen Xers. Both have type A personalities. And both of their give a F buttons are broken. Warning. Warning. Uh, Shouldn't we insert a trigger warning here? Buckle up, because it's about to get real. Welcome to Mike and Pedro 2.0. This is your host, Mike, here with Jim. How we doing, guys? So today's going to be a little bit more lighthearted topic, just because we tend to go full retard real quick. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about top five favorite cars for me. Uh, Jim has a little different situation. I haven't owned 25 cars. About 30. Plus motorcycles. Plus trailer. Fucking A, man. (sighs) Yeah. So, little backstory. Um, I used to like to flip cars, not literally flip them, but buy and sell them. And I would enjoy driving them for a short period of time and then upgrade, upgrade, upgrade. Sort of like the guy Wheeler Dealer on the History Channel or whatever. So, I would do that and I would just be like, oh, this looks like a fun car. Work on it a little bit, turn around, sell for a profit, sell for a profit. My son actually started doing that a little bit until he realized the state that he lives in. You can only have so many cars in a year, and then you have to register every car. Yeah. You didn't know this? No. In the this state, we won't say which one. Fuck it. It's Washington. We all know this is a fucked hellhole. You're only allowed to have buy or sell five cars a year without a dealer's license. And every single car that you buy... So let's say that I find a deal on an amazing Toyota Prius, and I'm like, hey, Jim, do you want this Toyota Prius? And you go... Well, I'll choke start my own gun before I buy one. They are fabulous cars. But I you know, I offer it to you and you say, well, yes. Instead of me going to register said vehicle under my name, I would just be like, hey, I just bought this. I'm going to sell it to you, maybe for a profit, maybe for the same price. Unfortunately, the state of Washington doesn't like that because they don't get their sales tax out of it. They don't get their license plate fee. They don't get their registration fee. They don't get anything. So uh, now you run into an issue of you can't. You, it's actually a felony to do more than five cars. Of course it is. It's like the state of Washington, you know, they, they haven't found a tax they don't like. But anyhow, we're going to get in rants and raves. So you've had a total of eight cars. Yeah, in my life. Yeah. In your life. I've had like 30. Let's just go. We'll start with you. Favorite For- favorite car that you've had out of your eight. Favorite car out of the eight. Um, 1997 Ford Ranger. Okay. It is the very first vehicle I bought. On my own. Because the first car I had, I kind of pitched in and my mom paid for half. My sister paid for a quarter and I paid for a quarter. So 97 Ford Ranger. Bought it with... Somebody had bought it and shipped overseas. So they had to return the car. So I bought it with like 800 miles on it. Wow. V6, 4x4? It was a four-cylinder stick. So five-speed. And... I loved that truck. 4x4 or rear-wheel drive? No, it was a rear-wheel Ranger. I drove that thing everywhere. I put 112,000 miles on it before the transmission started getting loose, which according to the, like, we, we went into a mechanic shop 
And I looked at the dude and I'm like, yeah, it's the transmission. It's starting to go. He's like, you got how many miles? I'm like 110. He's like, there's no way this should have gone for 110. It should have gone for about 65, 70. And all it needed really was a new clutch plate on it. But he was like, yeah, it should have gone for about 60 or 70,000 miles because they didn't put a lot of effort into the 97 Ford Ranger transmission. Believable. Very believable. (laughs) But the fact that I nursed it all the way to like 110, he was shocked by. Needed a new car. Sold it for fourteen hundred bucks, and then bought a new truck. What'd you get? Two thousand five Nissan Frontier. So, do you like the Frontier better or the Ranger? They're different. The Frontier still a manual. I liked that, but I had a back seat, so I had, it was a crew cab with a full size bed. So that was I, I really liked that truck a lot. But the Ranger is the first one I bought myself. My very first car was an eighty two Ford Escort, but it was cool because it was a manual and I had a sunroof. In like 80, it was purchased in 87. And then I started driving it full time in 89 when I got my license. I had a couple Ford Escorts. I had a the Pony, which mm-hmm. is the 91 five-speed two-door. And then I had the a wagon when I had a kid. And it, it was a fun car. They were It was peppy enough. It yeah. wasn't fast by no. any stretch of the imagination. But you could get off the line and go. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And yeah. you, you could row through the gears and... You'd hit, you know, third gear would go up to like 45 or 50 miles an hour. So on a five speed, you're not going that fast. (laughs) But on a 91, you had nine years of technology upgrades. Mine was a busted up piece of shit. No, I had a friend who had one of those. My sister had it before I did. When I got it, the fuel pump and the water pump went out. So, I mean, I dropped, you know, five, 600 bucks in repairs in because I didn't know how to do any of that shit. Um, at the time, I and, and there was no fucking YouTube to figure it out. You needed to go to a mechanic to learn how to do that stuff at that point in time. Do you remember the Chilton's manuals? Yeah. 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 You can't even buy those anymore. I, I, yeah, I haven't seen them anywhere. And the thing is, for those of you who don't know, they used to be, they look like college textbooks mm-hmm. in the thickness. And you would go to the glossary and you'd be like, I need to do an oil change. And you'd look and oil change. Turn to page 257 out of... 350. Yeah. And there would be not that many pictures. But it would be step-by-step. Step-by-step instructions. And you'd look at it and you'd go, how the heck are there 97 steps to changing the oil? Right. But it was very, very thorough. So if you would read through it, and they had drawings and diagrams. Right. So that with all the pieces broken down, where it went and everything. There was really, I mean, before YouTube, it was definitely... Right. Definitely helpful. Tiny-ass print, too. Oh, it was horrible. Yeah. And the thing is, with cars now, that's one thing I liked about my cars that I had back in the day. The K5 Blazers, the Suburbans, you could literally sit in the hood, in, under the hood and just work on your truck. Right. So and for- you could grab a Chilton's manual and you could do anything you wanted to that car because there was no computer. Correct. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, in the eighties, they in the eighties and nineties, they had less smart computers, but it wasn't like we have today. You'd have the older stuff, like the eighty four K five Blazer I had mm-hmm. had a two barrel carburetor on it. Mm-hmm. So before fuel injection, with the direct injection to each of the cylinders, where it shoots gas into each of the cylinders, you had carburetors, which was literally a fuel line running up to the top of the engine. The carburetor would determine how much air or fuel is going in. When the flap would close all the way, there's less air and it's all fuel, vice versa. Less air, less, or more air, less fuel, but 
horrible for gas mileage. But you could set it to. You could set it to whatever you wanted. You'd set the timing. You'd twist the distributor cap. If you wanted more power in a two-barrel truck, two-barrel carburetor, you just switch it out for a four-barrel. Yep. And you'd go from 300 to 600 or 900 or whatever. And it was easy. It took a learning curve to figure it out. But once you got it dialed in, you were set. There was no, okay, well, there might be a foul on spark plug number four. Because you would, it was cheap for spark plugs, 99 cents each. You just replace all eight. And you could dial it in in an afternoon to do whatever you wanted to do. Yeah. A buddy, good friend of mine uh, took, he had an old Dodge pickup. And he found a Dodge motorhome that was, for whatever reason, getting salvaged. And he took it, took the engine out of there, which was a 440 V8. And he put it in his Dodge pickup that had previously had, I want to say, a 318 in it. Yeah. That thing was like a bat out of hell. Um, My favorite, my buddy had like a 76 Gremlin, took the four banger out of it, put an eight cylinder into it, and used it as a race car. I could see that. Because the engine compartment was big enough for a big block V8. Yep. It's the way they built cars back then. So you could swap engines in and out. Well, it's like the Fiero when they made the Fiero. And everybody looked at the Fiero and they're like, oh, it's a woman's car. Or, oh, that's a hairdresser's car. Or whatever. It was the first mass-produced mid-engine car in America. It had a four-cylinder. It wasn't fast. I think it was seven seconds to 60 when they finally put a V6 in it. Um, it went from a four cylinder to a 2.8 V6 and it got nicknamed the fire arrow because they would catch on fire all the time because right. they were designed so badly. But it started out as an economy car. GM wanted Pontiac to come out with something that gets 30 some miles, 40 some miles per gallon. And they created this car and it was an awesome little car. But what ended up happening was they were going to put a larger V6 or a small block V8 in it. And it was going to be faster than the Corvette. Chevy shut Pontiac down on that because they're all part of the GM. Yeah. Um, shut them down on it because they didn't want the competition against the, Corvette. the Corvette. It's like with Porsche now. You can buy a Porsche, uh, Porsche Boxster with a big enough engine that it's would be faster than the base 911, but they detune the Boxster so it doesn't ever get to the speed of the new 911. Right. But I mean, you can do aftermarket tuning on all that stuff. and Yeah, and aftermarket tuning used to be cheap. So yeah, it's my, expensive now. With my K5, So I had three K5 Blazers. I had an 84, an 88, and a 91. And I was in high school when I had my 84. And it was a stick. It was a three-speed with granny low. So technically a four-speed. Yeah. I think grant with granny low, it would go up to like five miles an hour. It's great for off-roading. But, but that's all it's for. That was all it's for. Yeah. So. The top came off the back. The paint was decent, but I was a dumb kid. So what I what I do first thing I do is I cut the exhaust off. I put glass packs in. So dumb fucker than heck. Dumb fucker. And then a friend of mine helped me get some twelve inch subs, and I put those in. So you'd be sitting at a stoplight, and all you'd hear was boom, 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 boom. Dumb because admittedly i listened to horrible music when i was a kid maybe backstreet boys savage garden i don't know not britney spears but just horrible boy band shit because i didn't know any better and then i'd take off and it was so loud you couldn't even hear the music you'd have to turn the stereo all the way up to try to hear the music with the top off on this thing Fucking it was it was ridiculous and now you look at that and you're like oh my god i wish i had my k5 blazer back without all that stupid shit on it 
So I actually bought a K5 Blazer around 2015, 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, I found a kid that had one. He wanted to get rid of it. It was only $6,000, which if you can find one for under six right now in good shape, buy it because they're about 15000 now. Yeah. But I bought it. It was very nostalgic to drive. But after having new trucks for so long, the power windows, when you push the button, you're like, oh, I have to push it down harder. Maybe it'll work and hopefully it'll go back up. Power steering was there, but it didn't have the power. So I was looking at it. I'm going, okay, K5 Blazer, 200 horsepower with a 350 V8. I started looking at engine swaps for it and all the stuff to mod it like yeah. you did when you were a kid. And I was like, this is going to turn into a money pit. Yeah. So I just, I never did it. But that had to be, that was my favorite SUV. So, well, back up. That's my favorite nostalgic SUV. My favorite SUV that I've owned to date. I've had three Suburbans. And I'd have to say my favorite Suburban was circa 2012, mm-hmm. that sort of that body style, because I had one that was black, it was sort of, had the tint, it was sort of murdered out. Yeah, I remember it. And that, I love that thing. Um, had it put an intake and exhaust on it. My mom used to call it the Batmobile. But that, and then for cars, I've had four Mustangs. My last Mustang was a 2016, and it had 485 horsepower. And that was a death trap. That, <laughs> any, so my rule with motorcycles, I don't like to drive, ride motorcycles under 50 degrees because the white lines get very slick. Yeah. And, and admittedly, it's cold. It's cold. But you could also be like, well, you're a pussy because you don't do that. Fuck yeah, that. That's fine. I don't. I also like having my legs. You're not 25 anymore. Right. So I'm like, no, I'm going to be responsible with this. That being said, oh, I wonder if it's going to get above 50 degrees today. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to have to look because I might do a birthday motorcycle ride. Is it your birthday today? Today is my birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. Fuck, how, how did I not remember that? I don't. You're a bad friend. I know. 52. I might be able to get a bike ride in today. Cool. The desk comes before then. I'll, I'll get out, get it out. I'll whip it out. But anyhow. I bet you will. The, uh, the Mustang was great, but the problem was with this 2016 Mustang with 485 horsepower, it would... You'd be going in a straight line, and you'd downshift, and if you downshifted too low, that back end would pop out, yes. and it would just start going sideways. I was It was 40 degrees out one time. I'm going in a straight line, and I just gunned it, and I tried to take off. That thing went sideways one way, sideways the other way, and we're going up this road, and there's the blockade for the lane ending, and I'm looking at it. I'm like, I'm going to roll this thing. And fortunately, I was able to counter steer, get it in a straight line. I was like, I'm, I'm done with this. I, I'm parking this. It's done. <laughs> it wasn't until I actually went to another state and maybe my sister that doesn't like the retarded comments and I lined up. She had a Lexus IS 250. Okay. Like a early, two, early 2000s. And I had mine and she's sitting next to me and she rolls down her window and she's like, you want to race? We're in this area. It's a 35 speed zone <clears throat> side by side. And we take off. And by the time we, I, by the time I threw the intersection, it's already one, you know, it's, it's, it's no competition. I get up to very, very fast speeds that you probably shouldn't be doing in a 35 zone, two lanes either way. And I can't even see my sister in the mirror and my phone rings and I'm like, Hey, what's up? And it's like, Hey bro, uh, just FYI, you have a city of blah, 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 
Tahoe police uh, coming after you right now. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? And I was like, I can't even see it because I was so far down. And all of a sudden I look and two hills behind me, I see this suburban <laughs> cresting, or Tahoe cresting the hill. And I'm going, well, shit. Yeah. So turn the hazards on, pull over to the side of the road, wait for him to get close enough. And then I pull off on a side street and gets up there and rah, 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 just yelling, yelling, yelling. And he was an officer for, we've talked about this before. There's officers that write tickets and there's officers that like to yell and they're in front and not do anything. They just like to yell. No, they're educating, He's, not enforcing. He was educating very threateningly. And he was like, Hey, you deserved it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> he's like, he's like, is there anything I need to know? And I was like, he's like, you have any guns in the car? And I was like, well, yeah. And he goes, Oh, rah, rah, rah. and I was like, it's fine. I'm a cop. And he's like, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't say I'm a cop. I said, I handed him my registration, which had, which had a business card on it. And he's like, who the fuck is this? And I was like, oh, that's me. And he's like, what? That, that started a whole nother tirade. And I was like, look, man, do whatever you got to do. I'm not someone who's like thin blue line. I, I am, but I'm not, you know, for something like this, if you got to write me, yeah. write me. If you got to give me a ticket, I will pay the ticket. I'll do whatever I have to do. And he's like, get the fuck out of here. If I see you again, blah, 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 blah. Don't be a fucking retard. And I was like, uh, I promise you, I will turn and sell this car within a week. And he's like, yeah, whatever. Fuck off. And I go, no. I was like, give me your business card. I will send you a picture of the truck that I buy to replace this. And he's like, oh, whatever. Fuck you. And, you know, he was pissed, and rightfully so. I was yeah. being an idiot. Well, within a week, I <laughs> traded that in, and I bought a 2016 Tundra. Yeah. Because um, I was like, no, I, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to lose my job just to have a little bit of fun. Yeah. It was a blast, but... Not worth it. Not worth it whatsoever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so that was my favorite car was the Mustang. The um, So trucks, I'd have to say Tacoma, Toyota Tacoma. Not because it's it was functional and it got good, get decent gas mileage. Could go anywhere. Drove like a car. Uh-huh. Great, great little truck. We ended up doing putting in flagstones in our backyard, and when we did it, I picked it up from a friend's house about twenty miles away. And he was like, "Hey, I don't want these flagstones. If you make them go away, you can have them." So me and my boys load up the back of this Toyota to the point where it's sagging almost to the tires touching the fender walls. Big three trips. Thing handled it like a champ. Springs were still fine. No issues. It still had plenty of power, plenty of braking power. And I was just blown away. I'd still have that if I didn't need the other truck for what I'm doing now. <clears throat> yeah. But great, great thing. But actually, the Mustang, I'll, t- I'll take that back. The 2016 Mustang wasn't my favorite. It was just my fastest. My favorite Mustang was the 2002 Ford Mustang GT, which was the, I think they call it the Ed, the blade style. Um, yeah, the blade style or maybe edge. I don't remember. It's, I'm not into the technical terms on that, but it was the one that, uh, 98 to 2000, then they had the 2000 to 2004, and then they did the retro style. So it was 2002. I had put every bolt on you could on there, you know, intake, headers, X pipes, full exhaust, didn't chip it, but I'd done everything else besides chip and a supercharger. Right. And it went from 250 to 300 horsepower. It was Mm a fun little car. Again, being a Mustang, the back end would pop out, but it was something that was fast, but not 
crazy fast. So if I could go back and have another fun car, I, that would be my, my thing. Something like a 2002 Mustang GT. If I was going to own a fun car, I would buy one of the Ford Interceptors from like 2016, 2017. They stopped making them in 2012. No, no. Not the... No. Not, not, not the Crown Vicks? I fucking hated the Crown Vicks. No. <laughs> no, I'm talking the Ford Interceptors that the they Taurus? made off the Taurus SHO. Mm-hmm. Those things are peppy. Those I, are peppy, but one I don't... Of those, not even the twin turbo one that they made. I had one of those um, on one of the major highways here going to back a partner up to like 135, 136. Those were 134. Those were nice. Those were front wheel drive with now they're all wheel drive. Well, primarily front wheel drive. All wheel drive would kick in. It was like Subaru, where it was front wheel drive primarily, and the all wheel drive would kick in when needed. Yeah, it wasn't full time all wheel drive. It was just a kick in when needed. Yeah, but it was, dude. (laughs) Those handled good, really, really well. Now the road that I was on kind of sucked because again, it's a Washington State road, and they don't they know how to put in a road, but they don't know how to maintain shit. And once I hit about 134, 133, 134, I got some float underneath the tires because there were bumps in the road. Mm-hmm. And that's when I'm like, okay, I know what the, I know what I'm willing to do in this car. I'm going to scale back a little bit. But those things were awesome. I know a couple of people had the twin turbo models and they're like, yeah, I took it out on this road or I took it out on this highway just to see what it could do. And it's too much. Admittedly, they were 300 horsepower for the one like you had, and the they e- were the basic eco, the basic one. one, and then others were 365. Yeah, and that's too that's really too much for what most cops need. Being a traffic cop, I would argue that it would be good for a traffic cop to have that to be able to get up on somebody quick, right? Um, I don't think you would need it for regular patrol, but you're not, but, but you're barely using. I mean, if you're a state trooper or something like that. Then I can see using the twin turbos, but admittedly, where you worked and where I worked, having a twin turbo wasn't really worthwhile because there was too much. You, you never really spooled them up properly. I don't even know if the... Did the twin turbos on those require premium unleaded? <laughs> okay. So our agency only had, I want to say... A dozen. Five to a dozen of the Tauruses that were twin turboed. Yeah. And one of them was for the person that taught how to drive the cars. Right. And everybody else got the slower model. Now where we're but at really law enforcement that with, yeah, well now the, where we're at with law enforcement, you don't have to worry about it because they don't do pursuits anymore. Right. So realistically, I hate to say it, but you could put everybody in hybrids and you'd be fine. Right. For me, if I could have any car, I don't really have anything on my bucket list for cars. I know there's a lot of people that want the Ferrari or the Lamborghini or something like that. And practically, you know, for the practicality factor of it, I don't see it. Zero practicality. My dream car is a 57 Corvette convertible. You'd see that. I think for me, it would be, you'll laugh at this, the Lamborghini SUV. I got no problem with that. The Euros, Euros, Euros. Yeah. The, uh, I, I really like the way those look. I like the way they, you know, the reviews on them are really good. And it's a Lamborghini. It's all beef underneath the hood. Yes. Where but most with it being all wheel drive, you don't have to worry about being the Lamborghini. That's going to kill you. Right. It's going to be. Yeah. And that was the other thing. A lot of these exotic cars, the Porsche, uh, the 85 to 92 911s, used to be called the widow makers because people would buy them and Porsche didn't do a good power to weight or power distribution on it with the rear wheel drive. 
and people were sliding out, spinning out. There was so much oversteer on those. It was crazy. But they're fun. They're fun. You don't own one of those to romp on it. You own one of those as a status symbol. Yeah, that was something that I never understood as a kid because I would have my Mustang or whatever, and I'd be like, oh, I'm going to race this guy in the Porsche. And the guy in the Porsche would just look over at you and be like, yeah, no, there's there's no reason for that. Right. You, you have nothing. Anyhow, so that's my, well, your favorite, the Ford Ranger. My favorite, the 2002 Mustang or K5 Blazer or Suburban. Yeah. That's uh, sort of it. I always like the practicality factor of the SUVs. Yeah. I mean, we got a Toyota Sequoia now. It's 2004, and that thing's a beast. I mean, we're at 300,000 miles. We've done all our maintenance and stuff on it. It's still going strong. The only thing we need to do is replace shocks on it, shocks and struts. Because it gets a little tippy sometimes. Um, but you helped me replace the spark plugs on that thing the other day. And that took care of all my engine problems. Yeah. It, well, it's funny. My son has a uh, a decent car. And he's like, Dad, it's so embarrassing to drive this car. I went, your car is nicer than anything I ever had at your age. And he's upset because he goes, well, it needs a clutch. I've driven your car. It doesn't need a clutch. Well, the brakes squeak. Yeah. They're fine. We just replaced the front brakes. Your back brakes are fine. I've looked at it. Well, it needs a serpentine belt because it squeaks. Cool. Go buy a serpentine belt. I'll help you replace it. Dad, I need you to loan me $14,000 to buy my friend's car. No. <laughs> no. What's his friend's car that he wants to buy? 2016 Mercedes CLA 250. It's a girl's car. Yeah. But no, it's a friend of his that's a girl's car. Oh. But it's a girl's car. Yeah. And I was talking to a mutual friend of my son and mine, and he was like, I couldn't see you driving that. He goes, you and a Mercedes would just look wrong. One. Right. He goes, I could see you being a prick in a BMW. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I was like, okay, you got me there. But anyhow, we're going to wrap up. Uh, that is our uh, favorite car episode. Hey, we will be doing another half-hour episode here pretty quick. By the so, way, yes. my wife says happy birthday, but I am not giving you a hug. Maybe some tongue later. Fair enough. <laughs> happy birthday, tongue. <laughs> On that bombshell, we will catch you guys later. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Mike and Pedro 2.0. Neither Mike or Pedro 2.0, Jim are associated with law enforcement any longer. This show is for entertainment purposes only, and all stories are hypothetical and not based on fact. 